I'm sure you understand that as well. I want to 
however, thank the Lord for his goodness to me. Uh, I uh, have never had surgeries postponed, postponed, postponed. <laughs> Such has been the case. And uh, I don't, I have to, to be very honest with you, I don't like it, but uh, not anything I can do about it. And I thank the Lord, Brother Steve left his knife at home today, so I'm not tempted along those lines. And we want to welcome you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us lift him up. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Brother Harold, come on and uh, let's worship the Lord and do what the Lord wants us to do today. Praise the Lord. Good morning. All right. Ladies meeting today. You're back in action here this afternoon, 4 o'clock. So be here for that. And then... Um, the men's meeting is going to be, uh, I forgot the date now, it's in May. Um, they rescheduled it, so it'll be third Saturday in May. I want to say it's the 19th, but whatever the third Saturday is, that'll be when the uh, next men's meeting is. So remember those things, and uh, does anybody have something they need to announce? We good? All right, let's all stand. Let's all stand. We'll uh, begin this morning with a time of prayer here. So if you have a prayer request you want to make known, Go ahead and do that. I know a bunch of them were mentioned during Sunday school. So. Okay. All right. Let's remember Bev. Yeah. Connie. Okay. 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 Let's remember Connie. Okay. All right, let's remember Molly's friend. All right, let's remember uh, Chase and Aaron. Unspoken. Sabrina's family. Yes, uh, Sabrina lost a grandson, if you hadn't heard. So let's remember them. Yep, uh, Sonia and Everett. Let's remember Judson's uh, sick today. Got fever and sore throat, so. All right, yes, uh, Everett and Sonia, just uh, traveling too, and some others traveling as well. Remember them. All right, unspoken requests, we raise our hands. All right, God knows our, our needs. Let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Praying this morning, God, that you know each of these needs, God.
couple ushers come up. Uh, we'll receive four Sunday offerings, so it's church expense offering this morning. So if you wanted to go f- uh, for a, a different fund, just mark it on the envelope or on the check, and it will. Otherwise, it's going for a church expense. We'll pray again. God, we thank you again, Lord, for this opportunity to give here this morning. God, we just ask that you'll bless this offering, Lord, that can be used as you want it to be, God. And that you will continue to bless and minister, God. Help the church be a light here in the community, God, and a light to those around and all who come and enter in, God. We just uh, give you the praise. Amen.
I trust that the Lord will bless you as he has blessed me in putting together this presentation today. I have spent about three to four days wanting God to give me the sermon for this occasion. Now, I very seldom have ever prefaced a message in the beginning such as I just did. But this is important, the subject today, and I wanted to bless you and I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to give you anything that you've never heard before. This is an old text of Scripture. And I remember this Scripture text from the chapter of Mark, chapter 2, when I was a young boy, young man, young person growing up in church, being taken, going, and taking all the various phases of my life. And it is a story about the man that was stricken. He was paralyzed, and they took him to the rooftop and let him down to the roof. Now, just to give you a little bit of scenario on how this takes place, like we're not seeing any magic take place, but the house that has been talked about in the scriptural context today belonged to, according to history, belonged to Peter. And most houses, as was his, were flat roof houses. Take away a little of the mystery of how some of this came about, although it's quite a thing that has occurred or is going to occur as we tell about it. And in the houses of that time, according to history again, there were steps on the outside that led to the top, and then, of course, there was some type of trap door uh, that was there that they were able to either come out from the inside or to go down from the outside. Not necessarily a very fluid type of motion, but one that nevertheless existed for whatever reason they used it for. Now then, the title of this message is Jesus is in the house. Praise God. Yes, My house, your house, our house. Jesus is in the house. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, talking about Jesus. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in 
the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto him. Jesus is in the house. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, meaning that he had been, this particular individual was paralyzed, and he was born of four. And of course, what that means is that there was four people carrying him, not four people giving birth to him, okay? Just so you understand. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, that's not talking about Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, but the number of people. They uncovered the roof where he was, meaning that they opened the trap door and they made it larger. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now then, Verse 8, verse 6 begins to describe uh, the situation that is aside from what you think the story is about. There were certain of the scribes sitting there, and they're thinking within themselves, and the scripture or Mark describes it, and reasoning in their hearts. And what this means is, and this is what they're reasoning, why does this man thus speak blasphemes? Who can forgive sins but God only? Now, the reason Mark knew that this is what they were thinking is because Jesus said what they were thinking. Verse 8, and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit, see, I told you so, that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason you these things in your hearts? Then he poses a question to them. Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk? Well, that was back at you, scribes, as the scripture tells us about what Jesus told them. But he went ahead. And he said something else. But that you may know 
that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed. He went forth before them all. Wasn't done in secret. Done in front of the press, as a matter of fact. Insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Now then, verse 2 again. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house.
The Course says, tear off your rope of fear. Tear off your rope of doubt. Lay down your problems. Jesus is in the house. Tear off the rope of pain. It's time to lay it down. It's going to be all right. Jesus is in the house. And this beautiful story, and it is a true story, it's not a parable, that took place when Jesus went to the community of Capernaum. And the scripture says that it was noised about that he was in the house. I know that Brother George wishes that he could be here as well as his wife, but obviously uh, she was stricken with a bout of vertigo today, and I truly understand how awful vertigo is, as I've experienced it uh, in a difficult way a few times in my life. But the reason I say I wish Brother George was here today is because he and I have a lot of private conversations, and I'm sure that wherever we're having our private conversations that we're both so loud that the next door neighbors can hear us as well, that we talk about how the Lord has done many miraculous things over the years. We often talk about some of the experiences that we both have had. I am quite sure that as he, I as well, repeat some of those experiences, but due to our mindsets, it really doesn't matter because it's almost like hearing it for the first time anyway. As we reminisce over some of the things that we have experienced, as we reminisce over some of the things that we have seen, we both sometimes yearn for to see the power of God work in the house as we have seen and heard and know of God working. Of course, there is no reason why it should not be happening again. No, I am not talking about handling snakes, and I'm not talking about dancing in the spirit around a hot, warm morning, a cold stove, and I'm not talking about all these various things that are parallel to the era of time of yesteryear. Because, you see, we've seen that. But the Scripture teaches us there is going to be a spiritual element, a mode of time, a mode of experience in the Spirit that I have not seen, George and I haven't ever seen it. That ear haven't 
has ever heard. Georgia and I have not ever heard it before. There's going to be a time that there is going to be an experience and relationships existing in Almighty God that we are not even ourselves, even as much as we think we're capable, are going to be able to describe. Because you see, there's going to be a time that Jesus is going to enter into the house. And I love the words the, the song teaches us about. It says, take off your roof of fear. Tear off your roof of doubt. Lay down your problems. Jesus is in the house. Tear off all those things. Get rid of those things that are between you and the great revelation of freedom and guidance and direction of the Spirit of God. We have fears. We don't know what they are because there is a roof over us, so to speak. But it is time to lay it down. We sometimes, as verse 2 of the song says, we're overwhelmed with care. There just do not seem to be answers anywhere. The burdens sometimes just seem so difficult to bear. And I have to admit that there are burdens that some of you and others that I know that I really and truly cannot understand to the degree that I can say, I know what you're going through. I understand that part of life. But I know sometimes that because of the nature of them, because of the heaviness that exists, that there just does not seem to be any answers. I direct you again to this song, to verse 2, that they're burdens that they're hard to bear. You wish there was someone that you really could share it with and they'd be able to help you care them or solve them. You just reach the place in your life that there seemingly are no options left. But somehow or another, we must take that step of faith. I think about how the four people that was carrying the paralyzed man, when they got to this place after they had picked up their friend and had carried him from his bed, he was not able to walk. He was so paralyzed. He was perhaps very close to, if not, in a vegetated state. They brought him because they had love for him because they knew he could not do it on his own. And then when they got there, just like you find, the door was closed and you couldn't get in. 
but they went us another with no options left. They went to the top of the house. They climbed those steps. By faith, they had to get to Jesus. Somehow or another, it's not saying that we don't have a relationship with the Lord. I need a tissue. Somehow or another, it is an occasion that we have to go beyond, thank you, we have to go beyond the natural understandings of human flesh and human resources. We have no options left. We just have to take another step. We don't know how or which foot we even pick up first. We just have to take another step and understand that even though we may step, we do not understand where we're stepping. We just understand that Jesus is in the house. We must not leave that principle of Scripture that is there, that Jesus is in the house for us. Let's go back to that course again. Tear off the roof of fear. Tear off the roof of doubt. Lay down or put those problems at Jesus' feet. Jesus is in the house. Oh, it's time to understand that it isn't the things that we remember from yesteryear, but it's the things that are laying ahead of us, that Jesus is in control, just waiting for us to reach and attain that place in Him. I love what is called the bridge of the song. He has the answers. I believe that with all my heart. I, I sometimes scratch my head. I sometimes I lay awake at night. Sometimes I try to figure out something on the computer. Sometimes I, in my reading I try to say, is this the answer? But I still know and I must come to the conclusion totally, totally that He has all the answers. You see, He is in the house. He has all power. You see, He is in the house. He is the master. You see, He is in the house. He is here right now. Understand, He is in the house. He has all power. He is the master. He is in the house right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus is the answer to our needs. He is the answer to all things. Say, well, I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. Is that what we do? No. We have to sometimes take that which we cannot uh, understand on its own, such as a paralyzed individual. We must sometimes take it and go up steps that we've never been up to before. Sometimes we have to open a door that we've never opened. I can't tell you how to do it. 
I can only tell you that he is in the house and he is there to help you along the way. This morning, I am filled in so many directions in my life of what is going to happen. I do not like the fact that my surgery has been postponed three different times. I do not like the fact that they're going in and saying they're going to tune up the defibrillator that is in there and then put in a pacemaker. I'd rather it be the waymaker going in instead. And, of course, it may be the waymaker. I don't know. But I do know that this, although I do not understand how, I'm wanting to take that step in the Lord because I do believe the Lord is in the house. He is in the house. Yes, Jesus told those scribes, those Pharisees that was there, he said, how in the world can you think that this is something that can be done of man? Is it, is it possible that a man can get by with just saying your sins are forgiven? He said, boys, I've got a revelation for you. I, I want you to understand not only am I going to tell him that his sins are forgiven, but I'm going to tell him to get up out of that bed. Pick that bed up. Go out the door. Go to his house and put his be that bed back in his house. Because you see, the Lord is in the house. Oh, thank God. Thank God today. So he said, Arise and take up thy bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, Get up out of that bed. Arise. Get, just carry that bed. I wonder how heavy that bed was. I know the, the man of the palsy, he must not have weighed very much, but it probably took four people to carry the bed, to balance the bed. But nevertheless, they made the trip to Jesus. They made the trip. Regardless of the circumstances, they couldn't get in the house because so many people were pressed against the sides of the walls and the doors. They just couldn't get in. So they went to the went to the part of the house that led to the top where the roof door was. And they not only took it open, they not only put picked up the boards around it to make it wider for the bed. But they did all that, and then they let the man down through the roof and there to Jesus. And I think about all the difficulties that they went through, the physical difficulties that they went through, the determination that they had that this man had to get to Jesus. I think about what a determination we must have to understand and to comprehend that we must get to Jesus who is in the house and Jesus is going to fix things. We're going to, maybe you can sing with the song again as we prepare to play it again. At any moment, you're, uh, here, here we go. Let us.
Let us worship the Lord, perhaps with another thought and feeling that, we, that is available at this time through his word. <laughs> the Lord Jesus is in the house wherever you're at. He is there to help you in all ways and all things. He is in the house. I think right now what I would like to ask you to do in faith believing, honoring the fact that Jesus is in your house, in this house, I would like for us in any fashion that you want to do it, I want us to give the Lord the praise. Amen. Give us, give him thanksgiving, shall we? Father, in the name of Jesus, we're honoring you, Lord, right now. I'm honoring you, Lord, thanking you, Lord, right now for what you are to us. Thank you, Lord, that you 
are going to be with us through all the difficulties. Thank you, Lord, right now for the difficulties that we're going through, and you're going to be there. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are looking to you, thanking you, Lord, thanking you, Lord, blessing your holy name. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now then, what I would like for us to do, there is no way for me to be able to step into your shoes and know what you're experiencing. No way for me to understand what you are as a man, woman, mother, father, son or daughter. I don't know what heaven is you are bearing. I do not understand it. It would be shallow for me to say, I understand because I, I can't feel your pain as such. But let me tell you something. Jesus is in the house. Yeah, he, is. he is in the house right now. He can give you comfort of mind. He can give you power to get through what you're going through. He can help you as you go through it. Remember, Jesus doesn't always give the answer today. Sometimes it's tomorrow. But just remember that Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. Also, sometimes, sometimes I, I get sick and tired of saying, when I look around and I know pain and I know difficulties that are existing, I, I wish somehow or another I could speak magic words. But I don't know any magic. I don't know any psychological things to say except to you, my brother and my sister, Jesus is in the house. That's, that's all that I know. That's all I know. Right now, somehow or another, I want you to bridge, if you will please, the fact that he, from right here to wherever your needs are, whatever your difficulties are, whatever hardships you're bearing, anxieties, whatever they are, I want you to understand that Jesus still has all the answers. We may not see him as immediate as we want to, but Jesus has all the answers. Now, with me, let us pray a prayer of thanksgiving because Jesus is in the house for whatever need it is you're experiencing. Shall we give him a season of praise? Father, in the name of Jesus, we are... Loving you, Lord, today. Thanking you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy. Oh, God, you're there for everything. Lord, you're there for the difficulties, the illnesses, the heartaches. Lord, the sadness. Lord, all the things that we just cannot comprehend, understand how it happens. But, Lord, you're in the house. Oh, hallelujah. You're in the house. 
Oh, praise God, praise God. Jesus, you're in the house. Oh, Lord, you're there to take and help us with the pain, Lord, because you're in the house. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next Sunday morning, all things being as normal as we understand it, Brother Harold will be in the pulpit here. And I'll be wrapped up like this somewhere watching him on our online ministry that we have. But I want you to know not only is it today, but next week and the days to come, Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. As we come to the close of this service this morning, we're coming to the close of the service knowing that Jesus is in the house. Praise the Lord. Sister April, I would like for you to pray our prayer of this ending of this service, the activities that are today, and try, if you can, to lift your voice so that you can be heard. Maybe, yes, that, that would be a good idea. She, just so you know, she's going to get the red microphone here or whatever color it is. Praise the Lord. Oh, Father, Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for being in the house today. We love you. We worship you. We praise you in all things. Father God, I know that you are with us. I know that you are walking with us each and every day, each and every soul that is here, each and every soul that is watching online. We pray only, God, that you continue to be with us, always with us. We pray, God, that you bless each and every soul that's here today and the activities that we go through today. Be with us always. Thank you for your service today day father thank you for loving us thank you for being with us Amen. and almighty god we know you are in the house yes. lord jesus we know you are in the house yes. in jesus name i pray praise the lord Amen. praise the lord praise the lord